0: The Edge of the World Art Studio is proud to present Helen of the Iron Horse, written by Paris Danielle Lee, artwork by Helen Rachel Lee, music by Fish Zombie the Onions, and special thanks to Spooky the Cat for her contributions, fuzzy as they might be. Chapter
1: 63, The Rules of the Game, 1883, January 2nd, Denver, Colorado. Paris and Cassandra laughed. They had been working all day in the barn and had taken the last hour for target practice with some of the old bottles they had found before they threw them out. Their hair and their clothes were full of dust and cobwebs. Their boots were caked with mud and their hands smelled like gunpowder. Don't you dare track mud in the house! Ilone chastised as they tried to come through the back door to the farmhouse. The pair stopped at the door and looked down at themselves. Boots off and leave them there, We'll deal with them later. Give me your coats. Elone held out her hands as Paris and Cassandra removed their dusty outer garments. Only then were they allowed into the farmhouse. At the kitchen table sat Penthesilia, Naomi, Mary, and Cynthia. Cassandra rushed over and hopped into the chair next to her mother. Cynthia brushed
0: the cobwebs out of her hair with a look of disapproval. I'm sorry, Elone, but we got most of it clear today. "'Should be another couple days, and we'll be able to build the ring,' explained Paris.
1: "'That's fine. Would you like something to eat?' Alone
0: asked. "'I'm okay. We had a nice supper in the barn while we were working. I think I'm just going to lie down for a while. I shouldn't have pushed myself so hard today. Everything is starting to go stiff on me.'
1: Paris stretched her arms up to the ceiling. "'How are the bruises?' asked Penthesilia.
0: "'Better, but I'm still healing.' "'Why? Have you found me a match?' "'Damn it, whiskey girl.
1: Take a day off, won't you?' asked Penthesilia. "'Yeah, like tomorrow,' added Naomi. "'That's an order. You're not allowed to do anything tomorrow. "'If I see you working, cooking, anything more than sitting in a chair reading a book, "'I'm going to take away all the whiskey privileges for a week.'
0: "'That's very funny, Celia.'
1: "'No, I'm serious. Sleep in. Your class has been cancelled until the ring is built in the barn.' "'Everyone has agreed. They're all anxious to get back to it, but we want you to take care of yourself,' Penthesilia said as she stood and pulled Paris into the kitchen.
0: "'I don't know, Acelia. There's so much left to do,'
1: Paris protested as she looked back towards the barn. "'And everyone is coming down to do it, so you don't have to. We're all giving you the day off. Take it. That's an order.'
0: "'Yes, my queen.'
1: "'And a bath, too. You smell like wet barn,' instructed Naomi.'
0: I will. Just let me get my spare clothes from my room.
1: Paris turned her head down the hall that led back to the rooms. Now, you head straight to the bath. We'll bring you some towels, Naomi ordered.
0: Okay, but I need to put my guns away.
1: I said no, you take them with you. Now get! Naomi
0: insisted. Naomi, I already have one queen. I don't need another.
1: Paris complained.
0: Do what she says, Penthesilia ordered. What's going on here? Have you all been waiting in this kitchen to gang up on me?
1: Paris looked around, confused. We're not ganging up on you. We're just concerned about you, and we're trying to help. Naomi has her reasons, and you should listen to some sound advice. Come on, I'll get you some towels. Lelone said as she took Paris by the arm and led her to the bath. The farm's bath was nothing like the brothels. It was a very small room with a tub in it hardly big enough to sit in. There was a bar of soap, a warm pot of water, and a sponge. Elone opened the door. There wasn't room enough for both of them, so she waited outside as Paris went in. Here's some towels. Just leave your clothes folded on the counter by the pot. I'll be sure they're taken care of. Then you can go to your room. If you're hungry, there's food in the kitchen. Help yourself to whatever you want. And be sure to wash up everywhere. Really good. Elone pointed down between her legs. Everywhere. Got it? She repeated and winked, then walked back the way she came. Paris was confused. Everyone was acting a little strange, but she guessed they were in a new place, and if things felt a bit strange, it could just be that they were new. She closed the door and began to undress. She set her guns on the table, she folded her clothes, and set them on the counter where Ohlone had instructed. She cleaned herself thoroughly and very carefully. As she stepped out of the tub, she noticed a small glass bottle next to the dish the bar of soap had been in. She picked it up and examined it. On its side, it simply said, Troy. It was the perfume Aphrodite had given her. She uncapped it, holding her finger above the top and tipped it up and back. Taking only a drop, she spread it on her wrists and neck. She closed the bottle, saving as much of the precious liquid as she could. The small room filled with the scent of fresh grass and roses. She wrapped herself in the towels, taking only the bottle and her guns with her. She walked back down the hall to her room. Just before she entered, she saw Cassandra's head pop up around the corner and then back, hiding just down the hall. Paris opened the door and stepped in. Inside her room, Thalia stood at the wardrobe, examining the mostly empty
0: space. Thalia, what are you doing here?
1: Is this everything you own? There's so much extra space. We should buy you more clothes. Maybe something nice, in case you need to dress up. Thalia said, as she walked over to Paris, took the guns from her, and began to set them inside the wardrobe.
0: Yeah, that's all I have. I didn't intend to stay in Denver this long, so I really didn't pack much when I left. Would you like to go shopping with me sometime?
1: Paris asked, and she took one of the towels and began to rub her wet hair with it. Yes, I'd love to. Meanwhile... Would you mind if I store a few things in here? You have so much room, and I always seem to run out.
0: No, go ahead. But why are you here?
1: Paris asked again. Thalia took the bottle of perfume from Paris, held it up to the light, examining it, and then set it on a shelf in the wardrobe. Did Lady Venus give you that?
0: Yeah. Do you like it?
1: It smells like... you, Thalia said as she leaned forward her lips an inch away from Paris's neck as she breathed in deeply. I love it. It's roses, and what else? Wood ash? Gunpowder?
0: I'm not sure. Why are you here?
1: Paris asked the third time. Thalia sat down on a chair. Paris was certain was not there yesterday. You don't have any bedclothes either? I personally don't care for them, but you really should get a set if you're planning to sleep alone. I hardly ever sleep alone, so it doesn't matter to me.
0: You're not answering the question.
1: Did you ask me a question? Thalia asked in reply.
0: Why are you here?
1: Paris asked again. Maybe I'm here to check on my sick patient. Let me see them. Thalia pointed to the towel, indicating she wanted to see the bruises on Paris's chest and stomach.
0: Maybe you are. Are you? Is that the reason?
1: Paris asked as she set the towel aside. The bruises were now small patches of purple around the fields of yellow. No, that's not the reason, but they're looking much better. I'm glad. I was really worried about you.
0: Thalia, I appreciate your concern, and I understand that you were avoiding the question as opposed to lying to me. But I think we're past these games now. Why are you here?
1: Fine. Naomi sent me. For what? Because it's my job to be sent. Celia and Naomi have come to an agreement, and I'm here to fulfill that agreement.
0: You're here to sleep with me? Yes. Is that what you want?
1: It's what I do for a living. If Naomi determines that a client is worthy and they have requested me, then I do as I'm asked.
0: And what have you been asked to do, exactly?
1: Anything you desire.
0: But what do you want?
1: It doesn't matter what I want. What matters right now is what you want.
0: Valya. I swore to myself I wouldn't question this when the time came. And I promised myself I would let go. But I can't. I have to know. Are you here because you want to be? Or are you here because they sent you?
1: Is there a difference? Can't both be true?
0: Are they both true? Are you here because you want to be with me? Are you here because you love me?
1: You're breaking the rules.
0: What rules?
1: The rules of the game. You're not allowed to ask that question, and I'm not allowed to answer it. Says who? There are rules, whiskey girl. We can have fun, enjoy each other, be happy, but there's no tomorrow. That's why you pay me. This is just for now, to enjoy the present. Isn't that what you liked about boxing? No past, no future, just right now. It's safer for both of us if neither of us ever use the word love.
0: Thalia, I love you,
1: Paris said as she sat on the edge of her bed. Stop it, please. Don't say that. Thalia stood back from the chair and walked back to the wardrobe looking in. She took the whiskey bottle and poured a bit into Paris's glass. Let's have a drink. You like to drink. Here. She took a sip for herself and then held the glass out to Paris. Paris stood from the bed, took the glass out of Thalia's hand, and set it back on the shelf in the wardrobe next to the bottle. To do this, she had to reach past Thalia, her arm wrapped around her, their bodies almost touching.
0: Thalia, do you love me?
1: Don't ask me that, Thalia demanded. She kissed Paris to keep her quiet. She pushed her back towards the bed, holding her and kissing her.
0: Thalia, stop.
1: Paris pushed herself away as she reached the bed and fell into it.
0: Please, no more. I have to know. Be honest with me. Are you here because you want me, or is this just your job?
1: Damn it, Anna, it doesn't matter. Why do you care? I'm here now. Isn't that enough? I can't give you more than right now, but what I can give you right now is anything you want.
0: Then I want you to tell me you love me.
1: You're nothing but trouble, whiskey girl. You ask too much. Falia turned from the bed and walked back to the door. Holding the knob, she stopped for a moment. Put some clothes on if you're going to sleep alone. You don't want to catch a chill. She opened the door, stepped through it, and slammed it behind her. Paris collapsed into the bed, took a deep breath, and whispered to herself.
0: <sighs> Strike three.
1: Thalia stormed into the kitchen. Everyone stopped what they were doing and looked at her. "'Cassandra, go get the cart. You're taking me back to the brothel,' Thalia ordered. Cassandra didn't question. She jumped up from her chair and ran out the back door. Thalia pointed back toward Paris's bedroom. "'That girl is the most stubborn, obnoxious, bullheaded, ungrateful, frustrating child I have ever met in my entire life. I don't know what I would have to do to get her attention.' It's just sex, for fuck's sake. You tell me, Celia, how drunk do I have to get her before she finally takes what she wants from me? Maybe if I had a hip full of guns and tried to beat the crap out of her, she'd give me the time of day. That's it, Naomi. I'm sorry. But if Celia is looking to get the whiskey girl good and fucked, one of you is going to have to do it. I'm done throwing myself at her. She wouldn't know a good thing if it pushed her down on the bed and licked her pussy for an hour. Not that she'd ever let that happen. Thalia stormed out of the back door towards the barn. Penthesilea, Naomi, Mary, Ilone, and Cynthia stared at the door still open. Without saying a word, Ilone walked up and closed it. Turning around and looking at the rest of the girls, they finally broke out into laughter. Everyone else followed. When they had calmed, Penthesilia stood from the kitchen table. I better go check on her, she said as she started down the hallway. She knocked on the door, and from inside she heard,
0: Come on in.
1: Paris, now dressed, sat on the edge of the bed. The bottle of whiskey sat next to her, half empty, and in her hand her glass was half full until she brought it to her lips, drank it all down, and set it on the nightstand.
0: Don't say it, Celia. I know. I really do. So you don't have to say it. What happened? People can't be gifts, and I can't be a job. Maybe it works for her, and I thought it could work for me too, but it doesn't. I know you tried, and I appreciate it. But if I trade one heartbreak for another, how is that better? You're not supposed
1: to fall in love with her. Just have a bit of fun. And forget about your problems, not make new ones.
0: Yeah, everyone seems to have some sort of rules that I don't understand. Maybe I'm just too young for this. Maybe I'm just destined to keep fucking it up.
1: Penthesilia stepped up to Paris. She kissed her on the head, took her bottle of whiskey, and poured her half a glass. Finish that. Get some sleep. It's still your day off tomorrow although we intended you to have a friend to spend it with. Why don't you go hunting? You always seem to feel better when you come back from hunting.
0: Thanks, Celia.
1: Any time, whiskey girl. Celia turned to leave, taking the rest of the bottle of whiskey with her. Celia? Yeah, whiskey girl?
0: Don't try to buy me any more girlfriends. <laughs> All
1: right. I won't. It's cheaper anyways if you find them on your own. Thalia entered the brothel. Her steps were quick and her head was down. She was mumbling to herself. Cassandra followed behind her, her eyes wide as she looked at everything. When she was here before, she didn't get a chance to look around, but she saw the girls in the lounge and blushed. Valya, who's your friend? asked Sarah. She sat sideways on one of the couches. She was dressed only in her corset and bloomers, waiting for customers to come in so she could take them upstairs. Valya looked behind her to see that Cassandra was still following her. Thanks for the ride,
0: Cassandra. You can go home now. Are you sure? You seem upset. We could talk about it. I I don't want to talk about it. But you're going to have to talk about it, and then you're going to need a ride back to the farm. Maybe I should stay. I'm not going back to the
1: farm. I'm not going to talk about it, and you don't have to stay.
0: Yes, you will. And yes, I do.
1: Cassandra insisted. Foya, Lady Venus does want to talk to you about something, Sarah informed the pair with a yawn. And you're just telling me now? I just saw you now. You can leave the miniature whiskey girl with me if you'd like. I'll entertain her for you, Sarah added. Thalia looked down at Cassandra and then back to Sarah. All right, Cassandra, stay here. No drinking, no smoking. Don't go upstairs. Don't touch anything you can't pay for. That includes Sarah. I promise, Cassandra assured her. On second thought, come with me. Thalia pushed Cassandra towards the back hallway. Halfway there, she turned to a door that had an orchid painted on it. She knocked, and Arcadia opened it just a crack. Hey, princess, will you watch after my friend for a little bit? Just keep her out of trouble? I have to go talk to the lady, Thalia explained.
0: Of course.
1: Arcadia opened her door all the way. She was wearing a black work dress and had on short boots.
0: Oh, she's a little gunslinger. What's your name, gunslinger?
1: Arcadia asked. But Cassandra couldn't speak. She just flushed and looked at her feet. Arcadia, this is Cassandra. Cassandra? Arcadia should keep you out of trouble. Now, go on. Thalia pushed Cassandra into Arcadia's room, then slowly shut the door. She took a deep breath, let it out, and continued walking down the hallway to Aphrodite's office. She knocked on the door. Thalia, come in. I've been expecting you. Aphrodite called from inside the office. Thalia opened the door. Stepping in, she could smell a fresh pot of coffee and the wood burning slowly in the fireplace. Sit, Aphrodite ordered, pointing at one of the chairs. How can I be of service? asked Thalia. Where were you tonight? Ohlone's farm. Why? The Whiskey Girl. Did you finally bed my champion? No. Thalia looked at her feet. Good. I don't think you should. She's not yours, and if you pursue this, she will break your heart. It's just that she won't follow the rules. She has to take everything so seriously. I mean, I just want to have a little bit of fun. I'm sure it would help her. (laughs) You're used to the men who come into the brothel. They already know what they want. The whiskey girl did not come in here for the same reason, and you went to her. She's looking for something different. Then, what should I do? Let her go. She's not yours. (sighs) I don't want to. Then, why didn't you tell her that? That's not how it works. It's against the rules. In love, there are no rules. I should know. I was supposed to write them. But I was up all night having sex with a friend and never got around to it. It's so easy with everyone else. Why is it so difficult with her? Because... With her, you care. Every relationship is custom. They are cut special just for the two people involved. Aphrodite took a sip of her coffee and then continued. Love is like looking through a kaleidoscope. It's a reflection of the people involved. It bounces off of them back and forth, becoming more and more beautiful with each reflection. Every time you look in at it, It may seem the same as the time before, but it's not. You have to accept the whiskey girl for who she is. What did she really want from you that you were unwilling to give? (sighs) She wanted to know whether or not I love her. Do you love her? Is that important? To her it is. We're not supposed to love anyone. I'm in love, Aphrodite said with a smile. You are? With who? Thalia asked in surprise. My husband. I am married. I have been for many years. He's a blacksmith. I didn't know that. I don't think any of the girls know. When do you go see him? Where does he work? Is he in town? (laughs) We have a relationship that suits both of us. He knows who I am, and he accepts me. If I take a lover, he knows it doesn't change my love for him. I know who he is, and I love him for it. If he spends most of his time at his forge, I know he would come to me if I called. We give each other what we need. My champion would not be able to handle a relationship like that. Everything Anna does, she does with all her heart. There is no half-measure for her. When she fights, she has to fight until she collapses. When she shoots, she has to be the sharpest and truest shot. And when she loves... "'She will love with everything that is in her. "'She needs a girl who will return that to her. "'I never told you you shouldn't love anyone, "'but I will tell you this. "'If you love her, "'then your relationship has already gone too far. "'End it now. "'I'll talk to Naomi and ensure "'that she doesn't put you two together again. "'Do not go back to the farm. "'Yes, my lady.' "'I'm sorry.' I feel this is my fault. I should have stopped it earlier, but it was so much fun watching you dance. Go get some rest. Everything will seem better in the morning. Okay. Thank you, my lady. No. Thank you, priestess. Don't forget to send the oracle home, Aphrodite instructed. The oracle? (laughs) Your friend playing footsie in Arcadia's room. Cassandra? Yes. Now, go on. Aphrodite... Led Thalia to the door, gave her a hug, and closed it behind her as she walked down the corridor. Thalia could hear the sound of a guitar being played softly inside Arcadia's room. Without knocking, she opened the door a crack and peeked in. Arcadia was sitting on her bed, and Cassandra was sitting on the floor watching Arcadia pluck at an undersized guitar. Their feet were touching. Seeing Thalia, Arcadia stopped abruptly. They both pulled their feet back and turned, looking guilty. Come on, Cassandra. We have to go. Thalia instructed as she smiled at her. Cassandra got up, bowed slightly to Arcadia, and slipped out the door with Thalia. Thalia looked back at Arcadia, tilting her head in question. Arcadia just shrugged and smiled.
0: Are you coming back to the farm?
1: Asked Cassandra. Yeah. What did the lady say? <sighs> she said I should do the things that I'm told not to. They are the most pleasurable. When did she say that? A long time ago. Paris awoke to the sound of someone turning the knob on her door. Her hand slipped out, taking the gun from her bedside table. She held still, pretending she was still asleep. Then she smelled the wildflowers. It was Thalia, or at least someone wearing her perfume. She let go of her gun. Thalia very carefully removed her clothes piece by piece, trying not to wake Paris as she did. She stepped up to the bed and slipped into it. Paris did not move. Thalia put her arm over her, and pulled herself close, matching her body to the curve of Paris's back. Thalia whispered, I know you're awake. Your heart is beating too fast for you to be asleep, and you're holding your breath. Nobody except Cassandra knows I'm here. Naomi didn't send me. Celia isn't paying me. And Lady Venus told me not to come. I'm only here now because i want to be i'm here now by my choice alone i'm here because i love you this has been helen of the iron horse written by paris lee artwork by helen lee performed by helen and paris all characters within are fictional and bear no intentional resemblance to anyone living or dead. Except, I guess, for Helen and Paris. See more of our work at edgeoftheworldart.com If you would like to comment on the show or ask any question, please email us at helenoftheironhorse at gmail.com The proceeding was made with the love and encouragement of all of our friends at the LA LGBT Center's Trans Lounge. Thank you.